Welcome to Jimmy Knows. Drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jimmy Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Jimmy Knows, presented by James Glazer Law Offices. I'm here with Jimmy the Lawyer himself and good friend who joined us on the podcast last week, Kevin Murphy, mortgage, do we call you mortgage professional? Mortgage broker? What do you call yourself? Uh, mortgage originators. Huh? Originator? Yeah, let's okay. like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, and big shout out to Northeast Savings. Northeast Savings. Yep. Very That's good. That's who he works for. So today we wanted to talk talk shop to a little bit at least about what's going on in the, the mortgage industry and perhaps the real estate industry as well. What's a good place to start? I mean, you get you guys, Jimmy, you were in the industry back in the 90s. Kevin, you've been in the industry since the 90s. How about just uh, how, how have things changed in terms of the industry? Kevin, you want to start with that one? I would say that obviously the first step is still the same. You want to get pre-approved and you want to get pre-approved with your with your bank up front. The way you get pre-approved is totally different than it was back in so the 80s or the 90s where you had mm-hmm. to meet with somebody. Now you can get online and you know, get on a, a, one of the bank's programs and you can put your information in. And that's usually enough to be able to get pre-approved. You also want to make sure that you actually have a, a pre-approval, not just a pre-qualification. You want to make sure that you've been, your credit's been pulled, your income's been verified, and underwriter's taken a look at the information because really a, a pre-qualification isn't really worth the paper it's written on. Jimmy, what do you remember about the way the industry is? And I'm, I'm sure you have some insight as to how things change as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I what I always joke about is like when we, we first started, we used to be the young guys. We were mm. like the kids. People were like, what are you, a whiz kid? You're in mortgage banking? And honestly, now it's like yeah, I, I kind of feel like the old man at the table. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I t- have talked to you guys about a story, but mm. some of the legal partners I deal with, I mean, I have like some great guys. Uh, Paul Tetzel, top trial attorney, just a great attorney. I was golfing with him probably a couple of years ago and we're playing 18 holes and around the turn at nine, I kind of looked around. I'm like, when did I become the old guy at the table? Yeah. <laughs> and after the round, my, a buddy of mine, another great attorney, basically personal injury guy to Brockton, that's a good friend, uh, Bobby Shea, called me and said, oh, those guys love playing with, with, they said, Jimmy's the man. Jim Glaze is the man. I'm like, yeah, the old man. He said, ah, oh, no, they didn't even notice the age difference. There's probably like a 25, 30 year age difference. They're like, he's just a great, he's just a good, good guy. But so when you ask me how that's changed, but I also, we went through a lot of cycles together. The businesses, the business mortgage business, what I, it's a kind of a, I always called it a peak and valley business. I mean, you, you at the whim of the federal reserve rates go up, rates go down depending on the economy. And we had a lot of booms that we worked with me and Kevin. I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of action, a lot of good times. Yeah, a lot of good runs. Obviously, it's like you said, it's a roller coaster to a lot of peaks and valleys. Unfortunately, right now, what we're going through with a lot of different things is definitely down in one of the valleys right now. But it'll it'll turn around. It's, it, 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 it always it, al- it always does. You know, the the the, only, the the fundamental shift I see again, and I mean, I'm like. Obviously, most of my time right now is spent on the injury side. I mean, we do a little bit of real estate just to like, like one of my clients once said to me, he goes, you probably forgot more about real estate than some of these real estate professionals even know, which mm. it's true. We probably did over a billion dollars together in mortgage originations, yeah. I would say, over our career together. And uh, Kevin's still going. Um, so it's just the difference today is I think in past down markets, there was more inventory. So that, that, that people are, and, and housing was more affordable. And I think you could get through these cycles and really focus on the purchase industry. And we did a lot of new construction, which this was a huge area for new construction. The towns that we covered, like 
booming. Sharon, Mansfield, Norton. The, now there's not as many subdivisions. It's a lot harder to get stuff approved. There's not enough affordable inventory. So now it's a little bit more of a struggle because you lose, Kevin will correct me, you lose the refinance business, but the purchase business, it just, it's just ultra competitive and there's not a lot of inventory out there. So it just become like a dual whammy where, you know, even, even in the years past and the cycles I've been in when we were booming during the refinance cycles, you'd have refinance and purchases. You'd still be able to get through these down cycles with the purchase business, which is a little more challenging today. Yeah, and Jimmy, you're right about the um, not having as much new construction really, really hurts because... People want what they want when they want it. Even during bad times, if you want to build a house, you you make it happen. But now because of the lack of new construction, the lack of that inventory, there's a lot of people's hands are tied even though they want to they wanna buy. They just can't right now because of that inventory issue. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we got really lucky back in the day, too. I mean, we connected up with some of the top builders in the area. I mean, I've already I've mentioned in past shows, the Zola brothers, still good friends this day, great builders. Herb Fuller, he was like kind of a... Kind of a flash, flash, and he he came he came in and out in like two or three years. He just dominated, built mm. hundreds of houses, and honestly, we did them all for him. And then Tachio, Michael and Tachio was a, a top builder, still building today. Did a lot of work for him, and it's just I almost bought a house from yeah. Mike and Tasha. Yeah, okay. very very fortunate because <laughs> yeah. the, these guys actually, like Kevin said, relationships were there still to this day, and they trusted us. Yeah. You know, they knew that when when they sent us a client, they were going to get the best rate. They're going to be well taken care of. If they delivered the house, we were going to get it closed in the exact time that they wanted to, and we always, always delivered it. And they believed in us so much. I mean, we prototyped a program where we did, there were no bank attorney fees for closings because they put up the money in most cases just to basically steer people to work with us because they just knew that the clients were going to get well taken care of. And it was a compliment to me and Kevin just doing the best thing and my mother get working hard. I mean, that's all we did. And I mean... It's a carry forward. I mean, people, it's just, I, I think we were mentored well in our professions to just really take care of people. Yeah, Karen was great. And what, what I've really tried to do now with Northeastern Savings Bank in the construction program, the, the con- construction to permanent program or the construction loan is kind of mimic the things that Jimmy and Karen built as far as extended rate lock-ins, things that you really need in this kind of environment. You'll have somebody who will qualify one month and then three months down the road if you don't have that extended rate lock-in for them, they don't qualify any longer. So there's a lot of things that we did back in the 90s that I'm just trying to replicate now with the builders, and the builders love it. Never mind the different discounts, but yeah, you're right, Jimmy. You, um, you and you and your mom taught me well. What's funny, too, back in the 90s, and we talk about it, it does kind of before technology and like automated underwriting. I mean, you used to, it was a sales business. It was not only were you create a relationship with the client, but you create a relationship with the underwriters. You could talk them into stuff. I mean, you could take people with like borderline credit before credit scores, and it was just it was it was more of a I guess more of a subjective standard. The underwriter could be talked into things, and that's what we were really good at. People would bring us loans, and we created great relationships because we'd take turn down loans and make them into positive results for people. And you can't do that as much anymore. It's all changed. It's all credit score driven. I mean, the sales aspect of creating a relationship with the underwriters, it just kind of been taken away. And I mean, I guess. I guess that's, you know, just part of life and technology. But I mean, I miss the days where me and Kevin would be sitting there pulling our hair out and I'd be like, Kev, what do you think about this? Or he'd be like, Jimmy, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, you know what? Let's try it. And we'd take a file that an underwriter didn't want to do and we would get it through and clients would be like very, very appreciative. I mean, because it just, you created the goal, the American dream, buying a house. Yeah. Yeah, And again, going back to where I work now and I feel as though I've come full circle because I'm back at a organization where obviously the underwriters can't, I can't just go and talk an underwriter into a, into a loan, but they will manually underwrite loans now. That's something that's very rare 
in a lot of places. And it's something that I really appreciate that an underwriter will listen to me and listen to my side of the story and, and they'll help too to try and make it fit. So yeah, you're right, Jim. It's, it was different back then, but being with a smaller bank, I like to say that Northeast Savings Bank is, we have all the platforms of the larger banks, but it's more personal and they have a soul. And it's kind of going back to the days when we could talk to those underwriters. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, some of the products that they have, I mean, obviously there's some rate, rate pressures right now on banks. Or, well, I'd say deposit pressure to not make as many in-house loans, but Northeast is definitely like a, a kind of a, a shelf lender. They'll put out their own money on deals, and so that gives Kevin the ability to write some adjustable rates that are probably pretty competitive and help people get into houses. Yeah, we have some portfolio programs. We have, what, what, like what you're saying, that, that are in-house programs. We also have some down payment assistance programs for folks who may not think they have enough of a down payment or may need a little bit more. Those type of opportunities are very helpful, obviously, in this type of market. Hey, remember, remember back in the day when we used to have we, the mass housing program? We were like the top mass housing lender back in the day because we identified, we saw, we saw a niche that their rate was lower, and we we, we and we knew we could pe- put people in the homes, and it was just we we did well. We ran some marketing on that, and uh, I remember we were like the number one lender a couple of years running with mass housing. Yeah, and that was the, that was the you know the heart and soul of really building that business because those people came back and used us when they bought up, or if they had friends at that age, uh, young that young age where they were just married or just out of school, and we got a lot of business that way. You're right, Jim. Yeah. So Jim Jim talked about, just before we go, Kevin, Jim talked about how buying a house is really the embodiment of the American dream. Is that what keeps you going in the business, Kevin, just helping people in that way? Yeah, actually, I, I really I, I really do like to help, especially first-time homebuyers. That's kind of my, my niche, if you will, now that new construction's gone a little bit by the wayside. So... Yeah, I, I like to I like to help people out and makes you feel good. Well, can I tell you something about Kevin talking about doing good things for people? How many years, Kevin, have you been involved with the special needs basketball program? Yeah. In, you know, in the Norfolk County area. Yeah, I've been the uh, volunteer basketball coach and sports coach, I guess, if you will, for the past thirty-eight years, and that's in the South Norfolk County. And I'm also I've been I'm the vice chair for LifeWorks. I'd say for the past 18 years, I think I've been doing that for 18 years. And that's honestly, that's, that's really where I missed. That's my following. Uh, I mean, that's what I really wish that I did. So I guess it kind of goes hand in hand when you can help somebody out and get a home that maybe they didn't think they could get. Cause I really get more out of helping the, the, the special needs and challenged folks than, than I give. I get more, I get more out of it than I give. So. Yeah, so, no, no, Kevin, this, 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 is going on, this is like every Monday night for like 38 years to spend time there and then you have weekends and I mean, I've been to some of the banquets. I mean, challenging kids, but I mean, they, they, Kevin's beloved. You know. So I'm glad you mentioned this because not only is my son, I have a son who's uh, 24, Kevin Adrian, and he has autism and not only has he played unified basketball, but he's He's uh, at LifeWorks. He's in the LifeWorks program, and it's wonderful. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad Jimmy. I'm glad Jimmy mentioned it. We just yeah. had a big gala last week, and it was it was great. It was really Adrian's mom was there. Inspirational. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Wow, we got a little bit of everything in this episode. And Kevin, rather than have you give out all your contact information, we're just we're going to put it in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch with Kevin. At I'm sorry, Northern Bank? Did I? Uh, Northeastern Savings Bank. I wasn't even close. Northeastern (laughs) Savings Bank. Check the show notes. We'll have his email address and all that. Jimmy, though, for our listeners, tell people how to get in touch with you. Hey, you can call us 1-800-868-1000. You go to jimmynose.com, 24-7-365. You need need some mortgage advice, get in touch with Jimmy, and I'll get you over to Kevin. Just call us, and we're going to get you whatever you need. 
Very cool. Thank you for tuning in again to the show. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your pods. Look for a new episode next week of Jimmy Knows. Thanks for listening. <laughs>